1: Holding no professional record, he stands at 6 feet 1 and 1 half inches tall, winging at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, self-proclaimed podcasting chump. Of the world, Steve Fingerstiles.
0: So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by PoppyApparel.com. Like I mentioned last week and the week before, the Christmas season is around the corner, at least for us Canadians. News Americans don't celebrate it till, I guess, after your Thanksgiving. But for you Canadians and the rest of the people around the world, go to popapparel.com and you could shop if you're a woman for yourself or if you're a man and you want to buy something nice for your loved one, go to popapparel.com, use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D, you'll get 10% off free shipping worldwide. If you want to support me and the podcast directly, go to wehavemerch.com. I have a merch section there, you could buy the podcast mugs, women's tees and t-shirts. And obviously, listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and go to podbros.com. I am a part of their network. You can listen to my show there and a bunch of other shows. And if you shop at Amazon, while you're at podbros.com, com? No, com, click on the Amazon banner. It takes you two seconds, charges you nothing, and it gives back to Podbros, which gives some back to me. All right, this week, as a guest, we sort of met many, many moons ago, but. Obviously, I probably remembered him more than he remembered me because he grew up to be a nice, famous local celebrity here in the great city of Toronto. So, he is a Juno and MMVA nominee. He has produced for some of the biggest names in hip-hop, including artists like Lil Wayne, Busta Rhymes, DJ Khaled, and obviously Cardinal Official, to just name a few. He's probably best known for his hit single, Easy to Slip, which dropped, I believe, in the early 2000s, 2001. That's right. Perfect. And you can hear him every Saturday morning on Vibe 105 in, again, mentioned the great city of Toronto. I presented the Canadian hip-hop trailblazer and artist, Solitaire.
2: Welcome, Solitaire. And welcome myself. (laughs) (laughs) I feel welcome.
0: Do you talk in the third person a lot?
2: Occasionally, uh, Solitaire (laughs) does uh, introduce himself and speak to people in the third person when appropriate. Okay, that's Or more importantly, when it's inappropriate.
0: (laughs) You know what? That's better. (laughs) Get you out of sticky situations. absolutely. All right. Well, I just saw you recently in concert, actually, a few weeks ago in Brampton when you performed with Cardinal. That's right. And my man, I can't believe the energy. Yeah. How?
2: It's... Well, you know, I, I wake up every morning. I, you know, I, I've always been a fan of Hulk Hogan uh, with the prayers, the vitamins, and the Perfect. training. Right? I'm a big wrestling fan. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, the, I love performing. That is, performance is, was my, always my, um, was my first love before I even knew, before I ever started rapping, before I even knew what acting was. I remember my, I still remember my first time going on stage. So that was, that's always been my love. So, it's the, the energy and, and it's like the, it's the no filter line of communication between artist and fan.
0: Gotcha. So was that you, so what was your biggest influence to perform then? Cause you said you always love to perform.
2: I don't even remember. I don't even remember. I remember, I, I remember the first time on, it's funny, I was going over this story with my, uh, with, I think my sisters the other day, my sister and my brother. And, um, it was a play that, uh, that we were putting on, I must have been in like maybe like grade, grade one, I want to say, or it okay. might have been senior kindergarten, even a grade oh, one or wow. grade two, and it was they were we were performing a song. I was I'm working on the railroad Remember the song. I've been working on the railroad. Of course, so, I still sing it to this day. Yeah. How about that? So yeah, exactly <laughs> iconic song for those of you who don't know. Um, and my role was uh, I kind of like they had this fake you know train sound, and then I came yeah. out on a tricycle with a lantern as like a practical joke and the whole oh, wow. crowd obviously Erupted. laughed it uh. was hysterical and then i remember that feeling i was like i like this i like to do this i like to entertain people I, I, nice. when i didn't even know what it was you know i was entertaining people i just remember the the, the reaction and uh, that was my first i specifically remember that and then ever since then i've done you know i've been in school plays i've been in church plays i, I went to um i did theater in high school um, all of the all of the above, and then that um, that skill set, mm. that ability to to translate that energy on stage was um, was an easy transition going into hip hop. So I was always uh, when I was part of the crew, even when I was not necessarily at the my pinnacle skill level as a hip hop artist, mm-hmm. I was always an asset as a performer.
0: So, well, that's that's crazy, obviously, but. So when did you know you were able to make a living off of hip hop? Like when did you know you had that skill, or did you just <laughs> fell into it, or what day is it today? What day is it today? You know, the
2: uh, my first check, my first professional gig as a as a hip hop producer. I guess it was my what? first pr- my first check was as a producer. And it was when Choclair signed his first record deal with Virgin Canada. There you go. And, um, up until that point, we, we know, we were, I was learning how to produce. I was, went to Fresh Arts. I was, uh, if you don't know about Fresh Arts, Fresh Arts is the, basically the predecessor to the Remix Project, which is okay. now internationally renowned. You know, Boy Wonder worked with uh, Remix, um, 40 was a part of Remix, Uh-oh. so, uh, but Fresh Arts was kind of like the prototype, and, um. I learned how to produce, uh, you know, connect with artists like Socrates and Julie Black. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was up until that point, it was a labor of love. Like, we would save our lunch money. We would go to the studio. This was when <laughs> we were recording on, on quarter-inch tape. I know some people are out there wow. like, like, scotch tape? What, a masking tape? What do you No, what we're do you mean? duct tape. <laughs> duct tape, exactly. <laughs> this was when audio was recorded on uh, oh, on, a, on a physical uh, item called tape. That's probably the
0: size of your phone nowadays, give or take, right? That's right. How about that?
2: So, um, (laughs) you know, so you had to, like, it wasn't digital. You had to spend your money, and people had to know what they were doing in the studio. So we would all kind of save our lunch money, and I would, you know, trial and error, make songs. And uh, that's how I I met Shocklair through Socrates, and then we hit it off. And then um, he signed a record deal. Right. And he would, I remember he was calling me down. Like, I remember he's calling me. He's like, yo, there's the, there's that beat that you have. I want it. And I have money for you. I can give you money. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Oh yeah. No problem. I'll give it to you. Like I wasn't even thinking about it.
0: That's going to be like a big break. Right. And then
2: he's like, he's like, no, no, no. I don't think you understand. Like I have I can pay you. I'm going to have money for you. Right. And then when he told me how much it was, I was like, which was like a million dollars to me at the That's, time. Of course, but I think it was like a couple of grand or something. But I, I was like, oh! And then so that was my first professional gig was producing on Shockley's record, Ice Cold, and between yeah. myself and Cardinal, we did we we did the bulk of that record. I think I did four or five songs on that uh, on that album. Thank you. And um, yeah, that was that was my first professional production gig, and then we you know i toured before that i toured right. with socrates i was on socrates first tour that was but rapping th- or producing produ- no that was just um uh as a backup That was just like a support to to i was part of the show okay. socrates i think we all like we would all participate in the show the right, rapping right. in different parts but
0: that it's was sort of his like a hype man type deal yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. gotcha yeah so when did the rapping come then I mean, I was always rapping throughout it, but okay. that was never my. But I mean, consistent. Thing. Like, when did you think that your first single was going to drop and be that s- successful? When um, did that come about.
2: My first single was Silver Surfer. Oh and, wow, that's going uh, even way back. Yeah, so that I think that was like that might have been like '96. Like oh wow, okay. And those times again, it was like it was it was a significant achievement because, unlike this era, you had to like. You had to expend a, 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 a ridiculous amount of money. Of course. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> and time and time. And that being said, I didn't finance it myself, which okay. means that you had to have somebody that just believed in your talent and thought that there was, you know, money to be made from it. So, because it's like you're talking about the recording, you're talking about the mixing. You right. have to master it because it's going on vinyl to That's and then you right. had to ship it and it had to be manufactured, then they had to deliver it and then there's boxes, you had to carry so up like steps. hundreds of boxes and you had to ship it out. Right. Right? Whereas now like you record you're gonna record your podcast and you're gonna upload it on your iPad and it's like it can be Coated. out to the world yeah. in within a matter of minutes. Exactly. Whereas so the process was a lot different back then, obviously. So um so that was my first single. And even then it was still like you know we were still in Canada so you still had that obstacle to overcome we had a we had a, a, a underground following and fans from new york like uh, like certain underground like stretch and bobito were okay. actually you know were fans uh, back in the day it was a big deal when when dj premier used shock uh, lear's voice as a part of that record for oh, gangstar right, right, right. You know, i think it was the moment of truth album so it's like we were we were still kind of getting our feet wet in terms of like Real, realizing the possibility. So I guess mm. the the short answer is I never really saw a career at of me as a rapper. It was like once I got into okay. producing because I got my first paycheck from producing rather than, you know, from rapping. Rapping to me was always a hobby. And I was always writing gotcha. and rapping and okay. doing guest appearances throughout the throughout that period. But I'd never I guess really saw my career as a as a mc i was always like i'd be a producer who raps and right. i can do both and i'll rap i'll make my own music which is what i did mm. so that's um so yeah it was definitely a, more of a creative uh, artistic endeavor than like i'm going to be a superstar rapper
0: well you know what it works to your benefit cuz now you're in the mindset of not only being the producer but you know the other end of the rapper and what goes good with their voice and their lyrics and the way they rap and sound right that's what makes um <clears throat> That was my boot camp to becoming a producer and now i
2: uh, I'm, I do recording engineering, so uh, wow. I record other artists and um, of course, particularly singers, when they work with me, they always enjoy working with me because rather than just an engineer who's technically trained and you know knows his craft as an engineer, I can help them with song structure, I can help uh, them with melody, I can help that's them right. with harmonies. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell them, yeah, that I think you need to, you know, perform it this way. Like it's sing it, sing it like that. So my producer instinct definitely uh, exceeds that of just a typical engineer, which, which has been an asset to me.
0: So what did you listen to growing up?
2: Everything. Everything. I remember not only
0: hip hop, it was everything rock.
2: My, my first introduction to hip hop was, uh, in grade two, uh, Now, this is going to be strange, but I remember pretty much all of my elementary school friends, first and last name, because we were in the same class. Really? Holy shit. From junior kindergarten to grade eight, some of them ended up coming to the same high school as me, but I remember pretty much my entire class, first and last name.
0: And most people sure. blows them away so anyway
2: cheryl ann cottenham i don't know if she's even going to listen to this
0: hey shout out to her
2: shout out to her <laughs> i remember she brought me uh kings of rap record okay right and that, there was a grandmaster no was a grandmaster no it was um utfo was on that record that was the first time i heard rap and duke that was the first time i heard fat boys and all these wow, like old school groups so yeah. it was like a rap compilation back in those okay, days gotcha so that was my kind of first introduction to hip-hop but um i was also like my brother he was older than me so he introduced me to the police and then he liked huey lewis in the news and then oh, wow. you know and all this kind of stuff and led zeppelin so it's like sure. my and then i you know i grew up listening from my toronto uh, uh, older generation people will <laughs> remember cfdr yeah all right of course i do yeah so it was like first and Dan used to be on that station exactly there you yeah. go energy 108 <laughs> all those kind of stations oh, shit. that's right that too yeah. so i listened to pop music i listened to like i was uh like top 40 I, was a, type shit. I was a top 40 fan okay then hip-hop came and you know obviously that was something i gravitated towards because it, i identified with it in the, and in the you know what i mean it's like pop music and you know cindy lop cindy lopper and all these they were, right. they were iconic groups but it was like i liked the music but i didn't identify with them as a as a human being it was kind of like they were larger than life but then exactly. along comes hip-hop and you see all these guys young black guys you know doing this innovative style of like speaking over over beats and the beats mm. were hard and like you know, it was edgy. So that was my, like, okay, this is, I need to invest more time learning about this. And, but, um... I also took piano and I took guitar and I played a little bit of trombone was it oh, was sure. in high school back when, you know, schools used to have music programs because they had, you know, because they cared about the, the development of kids yeah. outside of, you know, keeping them out of, you know, keeping them off the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my musical diversity and um, and experiences were very broad and it kind of, and it still informs uh, my sensibilities about music to this day.
0: Okay, so you've produced, like I mentioned, all these big names. I'm not going to ask you who's your favorite, obviously, because there is no favorites. But dead or alive, who you haven't produced with, who would you want to produce? Oh, Jay Z, Jay Z, that was easy. <laughs> You're going to sit here and be like, oh, I don't
2: know. No, no, Jay Z. <laughs> I would love to be. I mean. I would love to be in the studio and create a song with Jay Z, like from beginning to end, like conceptualize. Something. Oh, I see. You be know? part of the whole. Be part of the whole process because gotcha. I mean, there's beat makers and then there's producers. Beat makers, they sit in their their room and they like have their headphones on or however they get into their vibe and they bang yeah. out beats all day. Gotcha. I. I'm a I'm a concept guy, so I'll sit down and if the music doesn't bring a concept to me, it's kind of mm-hmm. like so I have a bunch of little scrappy ideas,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: then I'll sit down like I like to do artist development, so I like to sit down with artists, pick their brain. What do you want to say? What do you want people to say about you? Right. How do you want to? How do you? What kind of vibe are you trying to give? You know, come across with, and be a part of that process. And I think um, to have to be able to do that with an artist, they have to trust you of course um, they have to kind of you know believe in what it your your musical ability mm. um and i think that uh i think that i'd be able to cra- not that obviously <laughs> he's uh he's been doing okay <laughs> I'm
0: dying, he's all right he's
2: been doing all right on his own you know <laughs> but i do think that I, you know i'm i'm, I'm supremely confident um, that i'd be able to to bring something out of him that that hasn't been brought out of him Mm. i think the closest uh in terms of vibe that i would uh, i would take him towards was that 444 album i think that you know it's like that album to me was like the first album of his grown-up years like Mm. this way that album is the reasonable doubt of his 40-year-old uh, hip-hop artist, you gotcha. know what I mean? Because it showed maturity, it showed wisdom, say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, self-reflection. You grew up. being Yeah, you know what I mean? And it's kind of like the the albums in between then were kind of like Hove being Hove, like, you know, cocky, yeah, like exactly. the, the leader, you know, <laughs> swag, all yep. that kind of stuff. And I could take your bitch, you know what I mean? That kind of <laughs> hip-hop stuff. Yeah um it's funny i was talking to my girlfriend just as a quick aside it's like i don't know what hip hop's obsession is with taking other guys girls right that's that is
0: uh what is it about that i don't know i don't know or even guys rapping about other guys or other girls yeah guys trying to take their chicks not only stealing but also yeah you can't i can steal your bitch but you can't take my bitch i know yeah i don't know Does that still happen? Okay, well, how about today's hip hop. Do That's you listen to today's hip hop? Are yeah, you into yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I do. You, into the you, new have, culture?
2: you know, I uh I am a sucker for a good pop hook. Oh.
0: Okay, see, but again, I, I don't mind that. I'm talking about like the SoundCloud rappers, like the Mumbo rappers, the I'll, one hit wonders, like all that stuff.
2: I have a network of uh, of uh, Millennial representatives, should I? Oh, I'll put it that way. In nice, terms of smart. like that, I think that I trust their their ear and I trust their taste for music. So I usually get the I get filtered the the best of the mumble rappers, so to speak. Oh,
1: okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> gotta Not that, that that's
2: you know anything hey. to brag about, but I do. Just what it is. I do listen. I listen to everything, man. Okay. I, I listen. I'm a student of music, and you can't, you know, music is subjective, man. There's people who are granted there are you know there are i guess i don't want to call them gatekeepers but there are mm. tastemakers there are people who are who deserve the 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 title and the honor of being the curators of the culture like you know you have your hovs you have dj premier you have mm. those kind of titans where it's like their assessment of the music and the direction is fair yeah but then for the most part, everybody else is subjective. So, like, even, like, my my peers, mm. it's like, you know, uh, you know, when I talk to younger artists, they're like, you know, fuck old school hip-hop and fuck all that shit. You know, like, that old head shit. I don't want to hear that old head shit. But,
0: like, know, right? you
2: realize that that, it's a knee-jerk reaction because... Why, as a millennial, like it's your world? Why would you care about old school when old, all old school rappers do with shit on new school rappers? So That's why, true. Well, like, what do you expect? Like, how do you expect that dialogue to go? Like, you look at rock music, you look at these other genres. They pay rep like country music. Yeah, there might be like some behind the scenes, like yo, I don't
1: yeah don't listen course. to that old shit. But Just for the most everywhere. part, yeah. for
2: the most part, is a reverence there for the accomplishments and and the 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 journey that those mm. artists have had, like, you know, Rolling Stone is still touring. You know That's what I mean? Crazy. Like <laughs> fucking crazy. Right. <laughs> um, and there's a respect paid to that. There is. It's true. And that does not, it does not. I don't want to, I don't want to generalize, but for the most part, there's not as much of a reverence for old school hip hop artists, uh, as there are in other genres. And that, has hurt the genre I feel in well, terms of the, the thing
0: culture. I noticed the most too within a- any community is that the people who branch out and stay relevant are the ones who stay successful their whole careers like for example mm-hmm. Kanye mm-hmm. like he started with the old school and now he now new school considers him part of their generation you know what I mean
2: yeah Kanye but Kanye. that's yeah well, that's uh, <laughs> that's another conversation that's like a whole other podcast but... do
0: you think okay how about this not to throw anyone under the bus do you think it's all an act though or do you think this is really Kanye I I think there or is a little, little there there is
2: a there is a little Hollywood in there okay. for sure. I mean he is married to a Kardashian. The Kardashian. And I he should get say. me started on that. So it is uh there is a lot of smoke and mirrors in there but I think uh as as real as a Hollywood rapper could be, I think mm-hmm. that he is trying to be authentic, as authentic as he can okay. but he you know it's it's a, it's it's different. It's, the air is different up there, you know. It's it's a it's a it's different true. way of life. Like, and you know, we can look from our the comfort of our living rooms and say, you know, fuck Kanye, which a lot of my friends have, uh, rightfully so, understandably a so, I should well, say.
0: But um, it's either you really hate him or really like him.
2: Yeah. Uh, but you can't understand. We can't understand. We can't no. understand what that experience is like. Uh, what he's been through. He is definitely. Uh, you know, he lost his mom.
0: I know. You know. I think that really was a big downfall to him. Oh, like, absolutely. That hit him harder.
2: And... Absolutely. And then I think that he didn't have enough, you know, just just for the fact that, like, after all of this tumultuous year that he's had, he's like, you know, I got to go back to Chicago and I got to reconnect with um, the OGs there. And, you mm. know, you, you hear him blogging and talking about how, you know, I, I can't remember the name of this guy, but there's this one guy who he's like, yo, I should have never... Left you like I should have never let you leave my life, and you know, he's going to Africa, he's trying to get back in touch with something real because obviously he left the realness behind at some point, it was abandoned for this, you know, for this celebrity lifestyle, right? Right? That he he was chasing, so yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know, man.
0: (laughs) It's just one of those, it's like everyone wants to be him, but then when you're there, no one wants to be him, right? Right, yeah, it's one of those catch 22s, yeah. But okay, so you said you prefer producing, but there's nothing like performing on stage and getting that adrenaline rush and nothing. being in front of a crowd, right? Nothing. So what's the most fucked up craziest thing that's happened to you on stage? That you can think of? <laughs> oh man. I almost died on stage what? a couple of times. Did someone try it like are no, serious no. or like
2: Oh the other people the, attack people, you? People <laughs> no, no, not attack okay, okay. not attack. But um <laughs> uh, there's a I'll give you a couple of my favorite sure. ones. One of them I was this was on I was touring with Chacler. It was like we were on the road with Baby Blue. It might have been in okay, like nice. London or something like that. It was like a university show. And like that's
0: London, Ontario.
2: London, Ontario. Okay. London, Ontario.
0: I have UK listeners. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, we've been to UK too. Shout out to UK. We have definitely made our mark out there. Um, but this is London, Ontario. Okay. It's like t- maybe like twenty five hundred kids in the gymnasium. Stage oh, wow. is like s- like five f- five foot high stage. You know, lights, cameras, the whole deal, like oh, smoke, all that. Right. And uh, huge stage. We're performing, and then I walk to the back of this. Now the back of the stage is pitch black because all the lights is in the front. Gotcha. Okay. So I walked back to the stage because I put my water back. I think I know it's beer. It's probably a beer or something. I put my mm. beer back to the stage so I know where which one is mine because we used to have like 20 beers on stage and like we just of course be drinking all kind of crazy.
0: I, I, and I'm assuming. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm assuming that you guys didn't even feel a buzz off it because your, your adrenaline was just so.
2: Oh, we felt the bus. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry, oh, because
0: I I was told that sometimes when you have that much adrenaline, you oh, can get it, drunk.
2: It adds. It adds to it. It adds to it. I mean, we're talking Heineken, so it wasn't like, you know, I don't know. Heineken is a sponsor, but you damn well should sponsor it now. Heineken, know, I'm right? looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> that um, would be nice. Maybe you should censor it before, just so that you, we don't want to give anybody any plugs. Anyway. So okay. we, I went to the back of the stage because that's where my beer was, and it was right. pitch black back there, and. uh You ever see those uh, cartoons where they're walking and then there's a hole and then they walk into the hole and then they just drop down? Looney Tunes, man. That's exactly what (laughs) happened. So I'm walking like, you know, like it's a regular, you know, I'm expecting there to be ground. So you're stepping like there's a ground and there was no ground. And I fell off the stage. Fuck off. Five foot stage into the blackness. Who knows what's (laughs) back there? Cause you know they have crates that like all oh, the equipment shit. that they put in the uh, that they bring the the um, the equipment in all the boxes. So right. who, I could have easily broken my leg. I could have fallen on my
0: head. How far was the drop? You said like it was like five, five feet.
2: It was fi- like five feet. Like I, I basically was, so no broken bones. Nothing. I, I fell down. I stood up immediately. <laughs> I was like, I patted myself down. I'm like... I know. Everyone I, does that. I don't know I didn't, why. Because he's like, yo, did I did I break <laughs> so, something? Because you know, your, your adrenaline... all oh, true. hides everything. Yes, okay. So I'm like, I stood up. I'm like, <laughs> I wiggled my feet, my toes. I like felt my knees. I was like, yo, I didn't oh. break anything. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And it probably was like... It's the span of like falling and then me getting back on the state. Like I ran around to the state, the okay. stairs, climbed back on. It was like maybe about thirty seconds. So none, nobody was done under- the white. Nobody saw anything. Shockler didn't notice anything. Nothing. Like n- the- nobody missed the, the beat. Show Came went back, showing on as usual. Fuck. And um, I was like, yeah, like. Something like that, I could have easily had a concussion. No
0: kidding. a sprain you ankle? disappeared the
1: rest of the show and no one knew where you
2: were? Yeah, yeah. I could have easily... Like, not even a sprain. Not even a sprain. Not even, like, a pinky sprain. like oh my God. Not a scrape? Nothing. I'm not a... You know, I'm a spiritual person. I I, I grew up as a Catholic, but I'm not Dang, religious. Here, I'm not religious at all anymore. Sorry, Mom. I, by I, choice? I, I'm still, or... I'm still, yeah, by choice. Okay. I'm, I, I guess I'd say... I believe in spirituality. I guess I would say I'm agnostic. People think that that's kind of a wishy-washy way to approach spirituality. I'm making these segues, but um, that being said, <laughs> that being said, like something was something watched over me that day, right? Because it could have easily gone 100 percent worse, but I, I came out of that unscathed. So that was one time. Oh my god! That was one of my most that like that was probably I look back and realize how bad that could have been. And then there was another time. And there might actually be fo- I might actually find the footage somewhere. But we were performing. I was with this was with Cardinal. We were doing New Year's Eve at um, Nathan Phillips Square. Okay,
0: how the fuck did you guys do that? That
2: was, it was, a, freezing? I it was freezing. It was freezing. I mean, the we're adrenaline. inside. We're, we're the adrenaline. We definitely had you were you know Canada Goose gave us winter coats. Oh, shout out to Canada Goose. Canada- that would be a good sponsor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Because their thousand dollar jackets are yep. not uh, you know. They're not for the layman, as they say, huh? But um, yeah, so we're performing. We right. Ran out stage, cameras, like you know, twelve cameras, a boom, a camera on a boom. Plus like, have got the
0: lights on you, right?
2: 15,000 people, Fuck. and then this guy just oh. runs on stage. <laughs> Randomly. right? And I, I can't even say he ran. He kind of hopped on... I don't know, like, security. And I'm like, yo, what are you guys doing? So this guy walks on stage. So I'm right. looking around. I'm like, yo. I'm looking at the security guard. He's standing there. His arms are folded. Like, <laughs> of course. Well, that's what they do. So I so I had to grab this guy. So I grabbed this guy yeah. by his jacket. And I'm like... I'm a, my first thought... Because, you know, you're... <laughs> I get hostile in these situations when you feel sure. like you're being threatened. So my that's first nice. thought... Is I'm pushing this guy off the fucking stage right now. <laughs> well, no kidding. What if so I grab him you? and yeah. I'm push. I'm like pushing him off the stage, but I'm like, oh, but there's you know millions of people watching <laughs> across the country. I can't exactly throw this guy off the stage, That's so I business. grab him and I pull. I pull him down, <laughs> and I'm like motioning to security. I'm like, yo, come and fucking get this guy. Of course, this is city TV. Like. You know, Nathan score. what do you guys do? What kind of security, what kind of operation are you guys running at? So, but it's funny because it, there was, there's footage of it, like a camera. Somebody, oh shit, is that think, on YouTube?
0: You could probably pull it up. I huh? don't,
2: it might be, but there's, I think somebody like filmed it, like was watching it on TV and they filmed it with their, on their camera phone. Oh, and they're like, they yo, like what that. is this guy? Do? You see me? It's it, funny thing is it looked, it looks a lot more dramatic than it felt at the time. Okay. But because I'm like, it looked like I'm, you know, Superman. Because I grabbed him with one hand and i <laughs> yanked him down. And I'm like moving him around with one hand. And he's kind of like flopping all over the place. So those are two those are two of my most memorable, like,
0: situations where it could have gotten really
2: bad. But, right, uh, but it ended it up working
0: itself I know. Because, again, what if, not, well, luckily we're not on the state's Knock on wood. It's not that bad yet. But <laughs> well, not yet. The, the gun factor, like, just as of this recording... Uh, Yesterday morning, that that shooting, right? That's right. That's but right. someone could have came up with a knife, something intent to uh, harm knows? these guys. You know what I mean? You never know.
2: Who it's, knows? Who knows?
0: But with the performing, do you like the traveling aspect? Love it. You love it. You love so you love the whole thing: airports, buses, hotel rooms. It, it
2: become, I mean, you know, you're <clears throat> out there living out of a suitcase for two months. It definitely becomes a, it, it becomes a drag, especially because it's like, you know, you start getting irritated by the people you're with. Like those those habits that... Those, I never thought of that. The one habit that, you know, was like, ah, you know, whatever. You can, you, I, you know, I'll be done with you by tomorrow. But then like after day 30, you're like, yo, could you fucking stop? Just do, you know, you'd like, you need my own space. I mean, my name is Solitaire. I need my own,
0: exactly. I need my
2: own space at <laughs> one point or another. So I always make sure to carve that out for myself. You know, I got my own room or what have you, but...
0: Oh, so you do the solo, you don't... Because yeah. I'm the same way, too. I never share a room, even with... I mean, even sometimes before we have... Wife.
2: Like, in the early days, you had to, but then now, you know... Oh, well, yeah. You well, when you have to, you have to, of course. You know, but um, for the most part, it's been... You know, I, I love to travel. It's like, it's like that's, to me, the, the biggest perk is to go and um, experience how people connect to your music in a different part of the world. And um, Thank you. It's been the most informative part of me as a person, as a human being. You realize you go to certain places, it's like mm. you see... You see the best and the worst of different countries and cultures as it's filtered through the media and where you're from. Like here in Canada or Toronto, it's like there's that lens of like here's what's going on in Uganda and here's what's going on in, you know, Malaysia. And it's like it's all kind of filtered through this lens. But then you go there and you realize that, you know what, this person is a nurse and they have to go. They have to take the bus to work. Mm. And, you know, this person is a teacher and this person is a janitor and this person is a student and there's just regular people and they're dealing with the, you know, the idiosyncrasies and the intricacies of everyday life, just like everybody else. And they're subjected to the whims of the people in power. You know, they have things that they, you know, they would like to do better. And it's like, you realize that that's the connection of human beings and we're all the same. Just different experiences, different walks of life, and traveling yeah. is pretty much the only way that you can experience that. So in true
0: form. You know? So what's the most what's the market that you never thought was such a huge fans of you guys? Like when you're just like, Oh, how, how did we blow up there? India. <clears throat> Serious. India was a very like that was
2: because that was my first trip out of going outside of going to Europe. Okay um we've been to europe tons of times uh, first time i went to europe was with cardinal we, we performed at this uh hip-hop festival called the the boulevard connection um dj typhoon um oh, i'm forgetting there's a few other djs from out there shouts out to them i wish i'm I, okay. but, <laughs> but we've been out there numbers a number right. of times like you know france uk Uh, Germany, uh, Scotland, you know what I mean? Which is, for the most part, like, it's the European version of North America. Like, it's it's obviously a lot older, there's a lot more culture, like, uh, historical, like, Mm -hmm. buildings and architecture and so on and so forth. So it was, like, there was, like, different language in France, but it's still, like, the same kind of city vibe.
0: Exactly, yeah. A big city's a big city, regardless where you are.
2: But India was, like... That is a comp- culture shock. A complete culture shock. Like just the wave I've of heard. people, just the oh. airport, just the you know what I mean. Like just seeing that you know, like you have to, you really have to hustle just to like get by because you're just there's so much competition over there, just in terms of like bodies, you know. I
0: Can only imagine.
2: Um, so that was kind of like my first experience of culture that was not inf- completely influenced by european standards it's like yeah, i mean they were, mind you they were still obviously like in mozambique sorry um uh in mumbai mumbai okay um obviously you could see a lot of the 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 you to the the monarchies uh, influence there and stuff like that of course but then yeah. you, you know you travel to the smaller cities and you know you really get the sense of the, the culture and the people and wow. you know that was a beautiful experience and you know Malaysia. We went to Malaysia. Did shows there.
0: No, was um, this before the flight disappeared or after? Oh,
2: this was well before. Well okay. before. I don't think I. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd, uh, like I'd, I like I. I don't. There's not really <clears throat> much you could do, but I like look at the side of the plane. You know, when you're walking through the door, you kind of checks for cracks around the door to see. Don't,
0: don't worry, the listeners know I'm hu- Okay, I love to travel. because uh, we were talking off air about traveling, and I love to travel. I just hate the process of airplanes and airports. Because right. of human error nowadays There's just too much of it yeah. And I don't trust people Like I brought up so many stories Of just so much s- stupid f- fuckery that happens <laughs> yeah. Like even um, there was an airplane in. Uh, speaking of Asia And it usually happens in Asia I'm sorry to say <laughs> Where they rolled out a new plane yeah. And they spelt it fucking incorrectly oh. Like that's like the easiest thing If you can't even spell the name right What's yeah. going to happen to the poor people on this flight uh, <laughs> See that's the shit that scares me about flying
2: yeah, you know you can't you can't think about it. You try. You can't I try not. It.
0: to. That's why I go heavily medicated.
2: Because well, yes, <laughs> good idea. But it's like even just in terms of when well, you think about it in that way, human error. At least in the plane, there's like, you know, how many thousands of pilots flying at any one time?
0: But how many are flying drunk or overly tired because they haven't slept in like twenty four hours? Fair enough. But let me freak
2: you out more. Oh God how many well, uh, how many people are driving drunk yeah. and tired i know and guess what
0: or like, now because it's legalized high
2: and there's how many of those people are, are like immediately in your vicinity with the oh I- the ability yeah. to impact you at any given time it's, so it's like you know you, you think about true. it in those terms it's like yeah it's a microcosm of what's going on it's it's you know, it's it's not any less safe than driving. It just so happens that when you're driving, you feel like you have semblance of control because you're behind the wheel.
0: That's what it is, you know? right? But
2: uh, I, you know, I, I I remember when I was younger, I had a, a a fear of flying. But you know,
0: I'm the opposite now. I uh,
2: I'm more inspired by my my. My wanderlust to travel than I am afraid of
0: flying. So okay, it's like, so it outweighs it. I'm not affra-
2: I'm definitely not afraid as like once when I was. It's like you know, even turbulence used to freak me out, but now it's oh, kind of like that. now I'm like, you know, what, What must be will be because at that point you like you really surrender control. So it's like you, you there's no sense worrying about something you
0: have no control See, over. So would I recommend people if they're afraid of flying do those flight simulators with a certified pilot beside you? <clears throat> because they tell you everything Like I actually did one Just to see <clears throat> the How do you, you I do not even
2: know You can do that How do you do that
0: Where do you go to- There's a few by the airport Here Well because I live My studio So called studios By the airport And there was, there's so many Just around here Like you sit in An airplane uh, cockpit mm. And then the screen Is like a simulated screen Of taking off and landing And then oh, i love to do You that. could do that You could fly to the Caribbean You could fly in the States Wherever and they let you fly? Yeah, they let you fly. They have full oh. control. But again, if you crash, nothing's going to happen because right, it's like right. a video game, right? Right. So it's like sort of VR, but not really. Yeah. So the pilot was sitting beside me. And then after, my wife's asking all these questions because she, she's like fucking like a rock. Right. If you get her to go anywhere, nothing bothers her, right? Uh-huh. <clears throat> Except the first time I took her to Europe, the turbulence was <laughs> fucked up because of going over the Atlantic. She never mm. experienced that. Mm-hmm. But anyways. So uh, I asked. she asked the pilot, what is turbulence? Like, should people be scared of turbulence? Mm-hmm. He's like, think of it this way. You know when you're driving on the street? You know mm. when you hit a pothole or you go over a speed bump? Mm. That's what turbulence is for, for an airplane. It's just going over a speed bump. Yeah. So it's like normal. There's n- Nothing's going to happen. Like, yeah. You're all right. Sometimes it lasts longer than others, but it's like going on a gravel street. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a gravel street lasts a few kilometers. Sometimes it doesn't, right? right? right, right. So if you look at it that way. But w- what about hold, uh, being held over? What's the longest flight or being held over at an airport?
2: Oh, probably a day. A day of, like, you know, your flight got delayed or, you know, there's weather, inclement weather, right. you know, at the airport that you're landing at, so... But
0: then you get you get to stay at a hotel or something, I assume. They'll,
2: yeah, they'll let you stay at a hotel, but sometimes it's not even worth it. <laughs> sometimes you might as well, like, just stay at the airport because it's, like, it's going to cost you, like, $40 to get downtown and then... True. You know?
1: Well, but, um...
2: Yeah, I think the longest I've had to, like, lay over was, like, a 24 hours or something
0: like that. Okay, that's not too bad. It's
2: not too bad. Not How too
0: about bad. this? So, passengers traveling on British Airways, <clears throat> I've traveled with them before. They're not too bad. Mm. Uh, we're going from London to Florida, and something happened to the aircraft, and it got diverted. No, sorry, from Orlando to London. Mm-hmm. The craft got diverted to New York, and then families had to sleep on the floor and whatever, and they were there for 77 hours. Oh. Can you believe that? No, no, that's... that's See, again, this is the shit I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. These are the horror stories, but what are the odds? It's like winning the lottery. I'll probably win the lottery before something like this happens to me, right? Yeah. It's just the shit that you hear sometimes, you know what I mean? No, no, it's crazy.
2: One layover, this was not as a... I wasn't on tour. I was actually on a vacation. I went to Colombia for the first time, B- Bogota. Oh, that's crazy! Um, and it was yeah, great time. Um, uh, it was a went down there with a friend. She was she's her family's from there, so she took care of us. So when we got there, it was fine. And then uh, I, I to I went back. My girlfriend and I were on separate flights.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah, no, it was just,
2: just the way that the... Because I had to come back earlier to do my radio show, and she wanted to stay, like, she ended up staying a couple of days after. Okay,
0: so it had to be different flights, gotcha. So,
2: um, but, you know, you, you, that's when you recognize the, you know, I only speak English, mm. and they only speak Spanish. And I was at the airport, and, you know, I'm figuring, like, as long as I get to the terminal, as long as I get to the, <laughs> the gate... You know, I'm like, everything's clear. The the gate is, that's, I don't have to necessarily, I know how it works at airports.
1: Right,
0: right.
2: But, when your flight gets delayed, then you got to figure some shit out. You better, you better find somebody who knows how to speak English to let you know, oh, the gate's been changed. But, this airline, uh, what was it? I, I want to fire on them, cause, but I can't remember their name right now. <laughs> they're, they're so lucky. Uh, what was it? But anyway... They basically... Their flight was delayed, but they didn't make any announcements. All I know is I was looking at the... I was like, shouldn't we be boarding right now? They didn't make any announcements, nothing. And then all of a sudden, after about like an hour after the flight was supposed to leave, Mm. they start saying stuff in Spanish. And this is not Canada, so they they didn't do like the English announcement afterwards. I just saw a mass migration of people get up and start walking. (laughs) So I'm like, what the fuck? It's happening. I don't know what's happening. That must
0: happening. be the worst.
2: And thankfully, somebody mercifully looked at me and probably saw the look of horror on my face, and was like, um, "You're not from here, and right? you don't. Right. You're not." You know, I'm like, "No, no I'm from Thron." It's like, "Yeah, there's there's been a gate change." Oh my god! And you know That's that hard. was kind of like. Uh, I, I think it ended up being delayed. it was still wasn't that bad. I think it was still like a four hour or something delayed. Okay. But um, yeah, it was like. It's annoying. It's it definitely annoying, but, you know, it, it's part of the traveling, man. You're but, you
0: really- know, that's what it, it is what it is. I've had two bad experiences. One was a, going from Portugal to England to here. Mm. I was held over in England for eight hours. Mm. So being held over for eight hours and traveling for eight hours, that's fun. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the other one was when I went to Ecuador with my wife. From Ecuador to Miami Mm -hmm. We missed our flight Connecting flight to Toronto So we had to go to New York Then we missed Uh, that flight And then we stayed in New York Then we had to come back here Ended (laughs) up being like 24 hours I was like Fuck (laughs) this shit I'm like I hate connecting flights That's when it always happens to me It's the connecting fucking flights That does it What about helicopters?
2: I would love to go on a helicopter Never been on one No never? Never been on Well
0: this might freak you out then
2: What's that? Are
0: you a helicopter pilot? No Yeah Fuck that (laughs) shit (laughs) I don't even go on drop zone I wonder that Never mind Helicopter pilot
2: (laughs) I love I love Drop Zone <laughs> is the only ride at Wonderland that that actually makes me nervous going on.
0: Are you serious?
2: It's the only one. But I still go on it though cuz you have I can't to it. You have Whoa. to face your fear. You have to. You have to face it. That's probably one of the biggest <laughs> The biggest, most important lessons in life is if you if you're not if you don't have the ability to face your fears, you're, you're you're not gonna be able to break make any breakthroughs in your life. You know what? That is true. You have to. So I make a point. I'm like, and I, time I, anybody I'm with, I'm like, I fucking hate this ride. <laughs> oh, we have to go on this. I'm like, no, 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 I have I have to go on it. I have to go on oh, it because then God. everything else is like. It's child's play for me but roller co- I'm a I'm a roller coaster fiend so Yeah
0: I was too before I started getting hit in the head now every time yeah. I go on them I get even more concussed <laughs> so it's like fucked that cuz the last is. time I went I think it was a year or two ago I was on Vortex and it I was sick for like 2 weeks straight
2: the head the, the
0: and I was in the front that's The what braces
2: happened, yeah. the 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 braces the overhead braces those roller coasters are the
0: worst That's true They're the top worst. guns another one that's pretty bad Yeah yeah Well anyways I'm calling it on only- Anyways back to helicopters we yes. got derailed there for a bit Yeah so i feel bad for these people so i don't really want to make fun but i wanted your take on this so a newlywed just got married decided it would be cool to leave the the ceremony in a helicopter and go off to wherever they need to go oh boy and there were some technical difficulties and crashed and killed both and pilot on board
2: wow that's sad
0: and now my point of view to all this is is the show-off effect the (laughs) social media effect uh Look at me on Instagram effect. Mm. Because I think back in the day, something stupid like this probably wouldn't have happened, or maybe it would, depending mm. on the personality. Mm. But you see too much of shit, Like even people falling off cliffs. Like even here, Scarborough Bluffs. How many people mm. fell off there trying to get the perfect selfie? Yeah. Where now yeah, they now they literally have signs for dummies. Right. It's
2: like what the fuck. <laughs> this is this is the world, man. This is our this is our planet. People are like starving for attention. Attention, horrors. That's what yeah. I call them. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I don't know, man. I. I th-
0: uh, I'm safer uh, in an airplane than a, a helicopter, to tell you the truth. Because mm-hmm. my cousin brought it to my attention. He goes and if the engines of an airplane fail, you could still glide. Mm-hmm. If a helicopter fails, you're, you're, just, you're just plummeting them down themselves. like a fucking bullet. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's true.
0: So that's again. I like, I guess, to scare people on the show. <laughs> no, you know what? <laughs> you know what?
2: Again, Shoot. I'm an I am an adrenaline I am an adrenaline guy. I'm not I'm not a daredevil. Don't get me okay. wrong. Okay. Like, so I'm no not, skydiving. Like, no, I would sky. I would sky. Oh. but I mean skydiving. Like, when you think about the history of skydiving, like, it is definitely, like, they've been doing it for, like, many, many years. Like, you know what I mean? There's the odds of dying in a skydive. Like, yeah, of course, there's... But again, I always say to people, it's like, oh, but do you... When you think of the odds of getting Mm. into a car accident, like, it's, it's way more being hit by a pedestrian... You know what I mean? So Or it's even like, getting bit by a dog,
0: for example. There's all
2: <laughs> kinds of different ways that people just don't think about the risk. It's just the anticipation of it. That's true. You know what I mean? So that being said, like skydiving for the most part, like there's when you I guess what you were if you were to look at the numbers, mm. there's way more people who have successfully skydived than have actually like you know, plummeted, days, yeah, right? of course. And there's probably human error that's involved in that as well. So but I'm um, bungee jumping. I actually, I'm more, I'm more um, None of that adverse true. to that than than skydiving. But again, I'm not a, I'm like I'm not a daredevil. I'm not like mm-hmm. those those um, those uh, skyscraper walker oh guys. Oh my god, like the
0: Spider Man you see on the news. Yeah, <laughs> that's just dumb, right? That is There's
2: a no purpose for that other than like that's just all adrenaline without any like care for the future, like your future, right?
0: Right, unless they don't have a future, that's how they do it.
2: Probably, I, I right. guarantee there's some kind judge. of like suicidal aspect to that person because there's 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 no purpose for that.
0: Thank you. You know
2: what I mean? Like, if you want, you can go up there and get a great shot. You can even turn around and get a nice selfie, but you don't have mm. to walk on the ledge. Like, there's no, you know, there's no God given reason for that.
1: No, i If, you, no if you believe in God,
2: but um, yeah, I um. Yeah, I, I, I would still take. I would still like to take, take a helicopter. helicopter be yeah, like, oh, yeah. well, old school. I'd love to done hang done off done. the side of a helicopter, oh, like, sure. uh, like, uh, like the eighteen. Like, just get on a chopper, like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and have it take off stuff. I would, I would do that with a brace, obviously.
0: <laughs> have something tether you. Yeah, back. Yeah, I
2: definitely have to be tethered to. The, but yeah, no, I'm not, that that doesn't that doesn't scare me. That's well, okay,
0: just, well, maybe this is you because. You would probably think of something like because you're not scared, you're a or whatever, and you like to invent, create music, so mm-hmm. you're sort of an inventor in that source. Mm-hmm. So there's this Filipino man who just spent his last six years designing and building his very own flying car that actually works. Wow. So I'll show you a quick video there, so just so you could see it a bit. So uh, based on drone technology. Thank yes. you, and that's what I was just going to lead into. Yep. So literally, drone technology. Now it looks like it's hovering, and it doesn't go too high. So uh-huh. I guess the risk factor is not there. Yeah, but that's fucking crazy. Isn't yeah, it? Yep. see something like that, I would do.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right? I think, uh, but I would. It would definitely be like I don't know how practical it, it's going. This would be for for humans to have. For us to like, kind of migrate from cars to flying cars. It like doesn't a, make sense. That would be a fucking.
0: Well, even Elon Musk, disaster. the great Elon Musk, said you really can't because the, the, just the noise factor alone. Yes,
2: you. So you watch that podcast? Yeah. Oh, with Joe, Joe Rogan? Rogan. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. I
0: think everyone saw that. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, love. Yeah, both. Yeah. Well, I don't really love Joe Rogan, but I love Elon Musk. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's not. It's funny. He's, he's obviously brilliant, but he's it's. It's like he has he has spurts of brilliance like it comes through, but he's it's it was kind of a disjointed conversation. I felt like I felt like
0: didn't it feel like sometimes he felt like a ten year old? Yeah. oh yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like come on, you know what weed is? You know what a joint is? You, oh, is this what a joint is? Like they just and the way he was talking about it. Well, yeah. I didn't see the visual, so I couldn't see his face. I just heard it.
2: Yeah, so. yeah. No, he and he you know any all smokers looked at him like yeah he didn't inhale that shit. He just kinda, <laughs> he smoked it like a cigar.
0: He didn't he didn't. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, maybe he got a contact high, as they say.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, he probably did. Like, because Joe Rogan was definitely blowing smoke in oh, air. Fuck. But, um, yeah, 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 that was, um, that was a great interview. Elon Musk is uh, was one of my faves.
0: But would you purchase one of those little phones yeah. oh, for yourself? Yeah. Hell, hell you yes! You imagine people downtown just you know, yes. looking hell down hell at people? Yes.
2: Yeah. I tell people they think I'm crazy. I am crazy. I always ask, oh, "But I'll, let me, you know, put you in the." Answering questions, see sure. Would you, if you could become uh, a cyborg and live for a thousand years, would okay. you?
0: Oh, I see my brain thinks to... I can't just answer simple questions. I have other questions branching out. Now, am right. I suffering? Is it really? No, me? you're a cyborg.
2: You're a cyborg.
0: You, you, <clears throat> you is you it are, my conscious or is you, it you?
2: Everything you, all your thoughts and 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 aspirations and ideas, you, as uh, somebody who obviously, like, you, you can't, you in your physical form can't live without that Well, yeah. Right? So it's obviously some some form, like you're either an android or you're an avatar, like in the movie Avatar. Right, 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 where I get but transferred
0: can, to something else and I keep going. But
2: you can, you are now, for all intents and purposes, you are a universal being that can live for thousands of years yeah at 100 of
0: course but 100%. i always have a but because i again being catholic as we mentioned mm. i believe in having your soul is there something in you that's part of the universe? whatever whatever mm. you believe in there's mm. that thing that makes you yeah, click
2: no.
0: once you transfer mm. your neurological self you lose that so is that really you now, for the people left behind, it's fantastic because mm-hmm. it's still the memories, it's still the knowledge. Mm-hmm. But is that really you, or does your soul go up and wherever it happens to go goes? You know, see, I, I uh,
2: no, I I've had this discussion okay. actually. Uh, uh, shout out uh, my my artist. Her name is Yana Ray. Um, she is definitely like she's a healer. She does she deals with crystals and um, and consciousness. And okay. we had this. We were actually having this discussion, and she said the same thing. She's like, you know. She believes. First of all, she believes that as humans, we're far more powerful than we uh, can ever possibly realize without being like a cyborg or android or what have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spirituality. There is a is a is a connection to the earth and and
0: and yeah, there is. I solely believe in that. But um,
2: I counter that to say, I think that your essence, whatever that is, however you want to define it, that energy is not contingent on the vessel. I think it's I think it is that whatever you if you want to call it a spiritual your spirit or your or your energy or mm. your vibration, I think that has, that transcends physical construct. So I I don't think that it is necessarily connected to the earth. We're getting real fucking like, people are smoking like, wait deep. a second, wait a second, what the hell <laughs> is this guy a rapper like what are you guys talking about but no i i think that um (laughs) i think that uh it's not it we are we are our understanding is limited to the physical world so it's kind of like thank you that is Mm -hmm. the the only thing that we have (laughs) to ground us to the reality that we're in is the human form so it's like of course people gravitate towards well you know how you know the spirit the spirit has to be connected to something it's like no it doesn't some people believe in reincarnation if that's right. what it is then some people the people who i automatically just stop having conversations with are people who think that you just die and you're just in a box forever and that's it i'm like you have that, no
0: that's it it's game over you have no concept so of that so in other words the people me. who like to shut out yolo
2: <laughs> right yeah <laughs> I exactly hate those people yeah. i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> Though, to me that is like you know obviously time will you know Death will prove what, wrong, what, is, yeah. what, is, the, what is the truth. There is right? something. It has to be. This I think be, that yeah. anybody who is a creator, anybody who looks to the future, anybody who has something like... Anybody who believes in hope, yep. anybody who believes one. in luck, yep. uh, you can't then say, then when you die, it's all over.
0: <laughs> Karma's another one that people right? use all Karma, the Karma, yeah. all of
2: that stuff. I think that. Um, I think that we... I do believe that we're... You know spiritual beings but i don't know what that spirituality means other than we can exist in many many forms other than just being human yeah
0: exactly and And
2: i personally want to see what existence is like in a thousand years in ten thousand years i am supremely curious about that and if there was a way if they had if scientists are like okay we figured it out who wants to volunteer right. to have their consciousness? You'd be first I'd be that. a
0: sacrificial, 100%. Okay, how about this then? 100%. Perfect. You are you should be on this more regularly you're, you're the Segway King. Uh-huh. So China uh-huh. has introduced the world's first artificial, intelligent anchor that delivers news on TV. Mm. See, that's a little different. Tell me that does not look like a real fucking person.
2: Now is this a, <laughs> is this a commu- is this a computer generator or is this a physical a- android?
0: It's a physical android. Like that's him. He moved. Look, he nods his head, his lips is moving, everything. Oh, see, there's no need to turn it on cuz it's probably in Chinese, so. <laughs>
2: Wait a
0: minute. So that's that that's not a that's not, a, that's not a
2: computer. That's like a physical like you can go and see that thing in person. Yeah. Or is that like No,
0: you could go touch it and it's like skin and bones.
2: Yeah, you got to send me that you gotta send that to me.
0: <laughs> Artificial. That's what I'm trying to. So okay. So let's see here.
2: Do they have like footage of it behind the scenes? Because it it looked like it looks like it's a I see what you're generated saying. rather than a like because I've seen you know you've seen androids like
0: no I know it's like uh like almost like a video game yeah. type deal yeah, oh, yeah yeah no I don't think that's what this is in this instant.
2: So I mean that that is different because there's a difference between AI. Which is, you know, scientists trying oh, to
0: recreate. What? Sorry to interrupt you. I just read this. So the AI anchor can work 24 7 by cloning the face and voice of a real anchor that are technically supported from machine learning and deep learning of his sound, lip shape, and expression. So this, it is
2: a, it's not a physical
0: person. So it's example. not a physical oh, okay. So you okay. were right. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't, it hasn't, because I, I, I definitely keep
0: a close eye on like the, the development of so like these, these. That chick. Sorry to use the right. reference chick that got uh, that's citizenship right. that's yeah. a robot. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you know yeah. I talked about that on a they
2: have they definitely haven't perfected the the face <clears throat> like the, how they
0: speak. I'm sorry, right? she looks like someone who has got hit in the face by a baseball bat and just started to talk right after. Like you know, it's like, ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's just yeah, droopy exactly. and exactly. Oh, um, got a bad head so or something. I, so
2: I think <laughs> so I think that uh I think that that is um that's different. That's not the same as you or me being you know our like our thoughts, see, but
0: that's the way I look at it, though, because you're literally transferring everything into a new machine. and mm-hmm. now that new machine takes over based on what it knows from you and now starts making its own thoughts based on your past experiences. It's not really you,
2: yeah, no, right. No,
0: thats Do you see. No, no, that's different.
2: That's different. It's not, you are, like, you, it is you and your thoughts that are controlling the physical movements of this. It's like, it is like Avatar. It's like you are inhabiting this, whatever, this
0: machine. So you're saying, like, your essence or your spirit is hovering above it and still controlling it in some sort of way? Yeah, yeah. Not, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not you're, you're, you're not so you're... you can't really separate like how we take out a heart or no,
2: a, no, a no. Like you could change your arm though. You could. Yeah, oh, yeah. this shit is broken. Yeah. I'm gonna just. Oh, I can't you that. that. That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. here too. And then you can fly. Imagine you can fly. Oh, fuck! Yeah, absolutely. Perfect
0: memory is what I want.
2: Yeah, perfect memory. I, I mean, actually, sometimes things are better forgotten. I'd be a True. pretty. I'd be a pretty. Uh, I'd be a pretty vindictive person if I remembered everything like that. Be like, remember October seventeenth, nineteen eighty four? It was twelve thirty in the afternoon. You were wearing oh blue God. jeans, and you came downstairs. To, uh, no, I couldn't. Uh, that it. Sometimes things are better forgotten.
0: True. <laughs> it would be. No, I don't want to take it down. I was going to say no. it's good. It's good for the spank bank, though. <laughs> you never have to watch porn again. Exactly right. Yeah. The porn's literally in, in your eyeballs. <laughs>
2: Maybe that won't be there. That definitely, like, you'd lose a lot of productivity and, and time in that.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know how to segue from out of porn, but I guess there's I acting in porn, and you've dabbled in acting. You were in a I movie had. called David and Me? I, I wasn't in it. I, oh, did, okay. I was the
2: musical director, and it was oh, a documentary.
0: Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay, right. okay, okay.
2: Yeah, that was, uh, I was the musical director. That's I, so I did huge, the, though. I did the, yeah, it was, a, it was a phenomenal experience. David and Me was a documentary um, about this man, David McCallum, who was uh, falsely imprisoned for for murder, and um, at, he was 16 years old, and he um, was basically uh, 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 a confession was beaten out of him by these detectives that picked him up. Bullshit. It was like you know, fit the description of these kids, right? And, yep. You know, there's lots, obviously there's a huge. <laughs> Uh, you know, evidence was ignored. Uh, mm. Like I said, they were the confession was be- pretty much beaten out of them, and they went to jail. and He was in jail for twenty eight years, and they connected with the director, um, uh, and yeah, so they they did this documentary, and he eventually is out now. Actually, they they actually got him exonerated. Oh. Um, Hurricane Reuben Carter wrote a letter
0: yeah,
2: um, with his work, uh, on his death on his deathbed, basically saying what his dying wish would to be to see his case get. Um, you know what? I exonerated. think I read about
0: this because I remember yeah. right before Hurricane passed, there yeah. was some story about him wanting to exonerate someone or that's something. Right, okay, so yeah. that's
2: it. There you go. So yeah, that was <clears> that was an amazing cool. experience. Yeah, that, that was. Uh, I think that was probably about four years ago. Now that
0: I did that. So again, you still. Why well, I would rather just produce music, you're not into the acting oh no i love i love
2: I love acting, but like the acting game is uh, the craft of acting the theater and even for t v is mm. a phenomenal expression, artistic expression, right, but the industry is very it still has gatekeepers in this in a way that music does it because music is something that you don't gotcha. visuals are are integral to music but you could still have a career as an artist and not necessarily have visuals there's so many artists i know
0: that i've never seen before in my right. life right yeah exactly and they're See,
2: huge you can be a SoundCloud rapper and kind of just get your clicks, and then you can kind of develop a, a visual aspect to it. Right. But as an actor, that's that is the medium. You have to be physically there. Either it's even if it's like you're auditioning on like you know your on your set up your camera phone mm. and you send in the audition. It's still you have to be visually appealing. You have Ever to have seen. this. There is definitely I a know. skill set to acting that I think some people have naturally, but it's still something you have to work at, and it's not. Something that is, you can, you know, YouTube is definitely level of and field to a certain extent, but True. it's way harder to try to formulate a, a, a discernible career out of being an actor than it is for an independent musician. Because it's, it's there's still like a, a significant expense in terms of like, you can't, music, I can go get you know i can download logic pro i can download fl studio yeah, i can to go to along McQuaid, i could buy a microphone i can get pro tools <laughs> right i can spend i can spend on the on the low end i could spend five hundred dollars today yeah and have an album worth of material by tomorrow that's crazy. online right yeah acting you can't do that like you yeah you can yeah, have a camera true. you can have you can you can you can you can do a monologue yeah yeah but still <laughs> but how many monologues are you going to really do if that's not you know you're not really acting you're, yeah, yeah. you're more doing stand up comedy than you Thank are acting you, you yeah. know what i mean so there's still a lot more involved to uh, to uh, become a good actor and have a career in acting so and i'm you know I think I know what I'm capable of. I hated mm. the audition process, especially for commercials, because it was more of a cattle call than than actual, like, let me see what your skill is. It's right. kind of like, uh, turn to the left, turn <laughs> to the right, fill out <laughs> this form. Normal. You're not really acting. You're, it's kind of like the, 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 the casting directors, yeah. they have an idea of who they're looking for, but they're not going to know what it is until they see it. And until then, you're just kind of uh, like you're just herded in like cattle, and that's like that's a big bulk of the industry. And then auditioning for real roles in film and television—that's a whole other process that yeah. um, technology has actually made it more challenging to to get those roles because cast because the uh, the ability to audition has um, you know become so accessible, you can. Right. Um, you know, you have uh, you have casting directors and you have actor agents who have their go to people upset, who are yeah. you know who are at the higher get, level. Politics is everywhere. Absolutely. So it's a, it's way more of a of a gatekeeper industry than music is yeah, to, in that, that regard. So if I if I if and when I think that's it's always something that I can I would go to if the opportunity presented itself, mm-hmm. but. um I would be more so looking to, to do something independently oh, on my own. Go. Yeah. Acting is a, freedom. I love acting. I love acting. I just don't love the industry of acting. That makes it's, sense. It's it's, uh, it's very closed off, but um, I would, yeah, I would still, I would still do acting. I like producing because it's, um, that is something that is well within my control. I guess in a sense, I'm a little bit of a control freak.
0: Don't worry. so <laughs> So totally yeah. get it. Yeah. Okay, so I usually end the show, as people know, with a game called the Dumb Laws game, but I introduced the word game last week. Okay. So now your choice. Would you like to, I, I told you off air what they were, so would mm-hmm. you like to play the Dumb Law game or the word game?
2: I, like, I want to play the Dumb Law game. Dumb popular. That's, that's i know very popular. a lot of Dumb Laws.
0: Okay, so three categories I got Canadian, American, and World. What do you want to start off with?
2: We're in Canada, man. <clears throat> I'm, a, you know, I'm. A... You
0: think you know your Canadian laws?
2: Yeah, I think so. Okay,
0: so So one of these three is the real illegal law, all right? Mm. Get ready. So, in Windsor, Ontario, it is illegal to slurp your soup in public. (laughs) It should be. In Airdrie, Alberta, it is illegal for a couple to have sex in the dark. (laughs) In St. Paul, Alberta, it is illegal for anyone 15 and under to be out in public from 12 a.m. to 6 a.m.
2: Which one of those is the real, the real
0: law? Yes. Real dumb law. And the C. The last one, Saint yeah. Paul. El, you are correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that's one. Yeah, that's one. Oh, look at this. Oh, woman. Shady came out. We had Biggie making a appearance. Now it's Shady's turn. It's not Shady. <laughs> <laughs> so it's she like, is Shady. Trust she's me. Like, yeah, you can pet me. Go ahead. Oh, she probably smells her brother. <laughs> All right. So far, you got it. All right. That's, yes. Okay, this I'm, is good. I'm good. I'm good. So now, you want world or American? Oh, let's do America. America. You yeah. saved the hardest one for last. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, again, one of these three, one of them is true.
2: Okay.
0: In Aspen, Colorado, it is illegal for a catapult to fire at a building. <laughs> in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, it is illegal to wear long sleeve shirts while wearing shorts in public. <laughs> in Perry, Oklahoma, it is illegal to use whipped cream on your penis during sexual intercourse. <laughs>
2: Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Those should all be illegal.
0: Well, maybe not in Perry, Oklahoma.
2: Do <laughs> each his own.
0: <laughs> well,
2: fair yes, that's true. No? That's true. As long as nobody's getting infected. I guess that's Yeah, uh, exactly. I'm gonna say A. I'm gonna say A. Catapult shooting a catapult at a building seems like that would be detrimental.
0: And you are correct. <sighs> Holy fuck, you're doing pretty good. Two for two, baby. Let's see if you could uh, get a perfect score here. Okay. World, I don't know. This one, might be, this, is, this one might be trippy. So, in Cambodia, it is illegal to use water guns during New Year's celebrations.
2: Hmm.
0: In Venezuela, it is illegal for a woman to have more than two plastic surgeries.
2: <laughs> I know that's definitely not it. <laughs> in
0: Bulgaria, it is illegal for a man to have longer hair than his wife.
2: Ooh. It's definitely between A and C.
0: What was, what's the first one again? It is illegal to use water guns during New Year's celebrations. Hmm. I'm going to go with A. And you got a perfect score. Oh ah! shit! Ah! You broke it, man. Good for you. I'm a genius. <laughs> well, yes. with the music you put out, some say you are a genius, my ah, friend. Man,
2: thank you very much, man. Thank you well,
0: very much. Actually, one last thing before we sign off. Sure. I forgot to mention. We went to high school together. That's right. That's right. We did. We That's are, right. well, I'm not a, I didn't graduate from there. I ended up going to Bishop Morocco after. So, so shout out to everyone at Bishop Morocco as well.
2: Shouts out to Bishop Morocco.
0: So I went to De La Salle for one year. That's right. Lasallians. And they didn't want to tell us when we were applying in grade eight that right. they were going to go private the year after. So they kicked us, all our poor asses out of that place. Because yeah. you could have stayed if, I guess you had money, but.
2: Yeah, yeah. my yeah. parents
0: were cheap, and they didn't care about my education. You so.
2: remember why they? You remember why they went private?
0: I don't. Please, oh, you don't know. Please tell me no. So remember,
2: de streaming.
0: Yes, that was a huge thing. That was no why more they went private because they shit.
2: they forced all like because De La Salle was a private school first. at first.
0: Oh, and run then, by the brothers, right?
2: Right. Um. Then they went. Then they they started accepting students from all over. They opened up to the Catholic school board. Right. Right. And then um. Then the streaming came, but like De La Salle, you had to have like level five. There was no general; it was all advanced. So you See, had people.
0: To, at one point in my life, I was smart. You
2: <laughs> so you had to be <laughs> smart to get in. Yeah, you had yeah, to you be had smart. get good grades. Um, I had to get good grades. I don't know how I managed to do it. I, I, I slipped through the cracks, or whatever. <laughs> I got in. Um, and then the streaming came about. So they all Catholic schools, no matter whether you were a uh, level five school or not, in grade nine and ten, you had to accept. Any level of student?
0: Yes, anyone could make it.
2: Then an influx of, shall we say, Idiot. dumb kids <laughs> 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 it's true. started to come through the. And you know what? Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. It was it was definitely a noticeable difference in the environment of the school because it's like there was definitely some questionable, questionable Behavior. kids that were that uh, that came in, and uh, the 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 administrators, particularly the brothers. And I'm not talking about the black guys. I'm talking about the actual Christian brothers. Were they called
0: Frères, actually? Uh, Because it was like French, wasn't it? It was a French-based school, if Mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken. Well, the name De La Salle is French, right? um,
2: they,
0: they, uh, They weren't brothers. They were called something else, I remember. Wasn't there an actual name? It wasn't Reverend. It was...
2: No, Bro- no, was it was brothers.
0: Yeah, it was brothers cuz one of not- them was a teacher. Brother Loman. Did you ever have Brother Loman? No. Oh,
2: you never, never heard okay, you were no. there, you were only there for one So yeah. You didn't hear about the legend of the legend of Brother Loman. No. And uh there was uh, Brother Dominic who That's was, it. Brother yeah. Dominic. He, That's who I know. He is the uh the dean. That's now. what it was. I'm pretty okay. sure he's the cuz I actually went there like maybe like 3 years ago. Oh, Oddly sure. enough, I went back there to to uh to they had like career there there Nice. speak and, to the kids um, and shit yeah yeah that's but the awesome. funny thing is they like all the kids were richer than me <laughs> so that's it's kind of like it's private yeah <laughs> so it's kind of standing there i'm like uh hey guys uh so i have this music school and studio and i'm like that's great like, My dad owns not of them i have a i have a car that's worth more than your studio
0: oh god
2: <laughs> but um Anyway, so yeah, brother Dominic. So anyway, yeah, that was yeah. that's why they went private because oh, like, they
0: just didn't want to dump people. It was like anymore.
2: yeah, it was like this is too much. You know what um, I think
0: it is though. Again, I'm sorry to say, but with dumb kids come dumb parents. Maybe that's what they didn't want to deal. 100%. with.
2: Hundred percent. But it was no, it was definitely the dumb kids coming to school and like, <laughs> you know, pointing like bring coming to school with like uh, a yeah, BB guns and like pulling them out in classroom. And
0: were you do you remember that uh, infamous stink bomb that closed the lunchroom?
2: Oh yes, oh yes. That so was the, the year stink when bomb. Out. I remember. Uh, Maybe you weren't there, but there was the the um, the porn scandal. Were you there for that? What the fuck? Oh yeah. I wish
0: I was there for that now. Oh
2: yeah, that was uh, there was uh, it was I was. Was it a teacher? No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. It wasn't actually. <laughs> well, it, it it involved teachers, but it wasn't. It was a magazine that was created. Oh. It was a it was a graphic magazine where they took they cut out porn stars and they put teachers' faces on them. They photocopied. That's everything. crazy. They, they made a book of all these teachers in this magazine in pretty, you know, salacious positions. And um oh my god.
0: Yeah. Before the internet kids.
2: This is before the internet. <laughs> thank thank God. imagine. Yeah. And um it was oh funny. My god. I was I was a, I was in track and field that time. We were going to we were we were favored to win Afsa. And uh we were actually I wasn't even at the school. We were at um we were at a competition that day. Mm. And, um, so they, they published these magazines and the, obviously the administration got wind of it. And the principal's like, he put out two garbages at the, in the hallways, like, listen, we know what's out there. I'm asking you all to throw all these magazines out. And of course this is an all boys school. So there was not nearing out one person (laughs) throughout theirs. So the principal's like, okay, everything is canceled. No, no graduation. No prom, all sports teams. I think You're our done. soccer team was like was winning. Our volleyball, we had a great yeah, this volleyball. Was before my time for sure. um, like us, our track team, we, we were going to OFSA. like oh we were God. gonna favor to that win sucks. OFSA.
0: canceled it all. So yeah. what ended up happening? It just died off. F- f- I think
2: they, f- the, the kid who, the guy who did it, he did it, he published it, and then like he. he he flew to Italy, so like <laughs> wow,
1: he took off, just took the fuck out. But I think they yuck. ended
2: up finding him, like because he, I didn't, he didn't move there, but he went, he went there, like figuring Wait. he would go over there and then it would die, die down, down and come okay, back gotcha, and go to university. Gotcha. But I think that I don't remember exactly what, but they know who did it. I don't know if he like they charged him or I don't know if there was any penalty against him, but. Uh, he was hated by his peers because it's like, you know, oh it was fun. God. It was all fun and games until they canceled prom. and all the seniors oh were pretty pissed off about that.
0: Okay, well, you yeah. said you were sort of an open book and nothing really embarrasses you, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, let's, let's see, see, see here. So. Does this look familiar to you? Oh, he's got the yearbook! Now, okay, you graduated this year when I left. Okay, so your inspirations and what you wanted to grow up to be are actually quoted oh, in here. Oh,
2: son of a bitch, you got it. So me.
0: let's see. What did if I say? You're actually before we get to that. While I find it and flip through these pictures. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is great.
2: I have all these too. I'm sure somewhere.
0: And, and just in case, that is me, my friend. That's you. That's me. <laughs> I remember that picture. I remember that picture in the yearbook. That's crazy. So that is me. So there you go to tie wow. it all together. Okay. Now. You were part of the Afro Career Bean Club. I started it. Oh, even better. Perfect. That's right. If you don't want to indulge, you don't have to. But all us Niners needed to know because everyone in grade nine had a crush on Miss Ansel.
2: Oh, Miss Ansel. Yes, I understandably so. She's a beautiful woman.
0: Now, was there any shenanigans
2: going on? no. No. (laughs) I of, of course not, of course not. Because she was pretty young. Wasn't she like in her 20s or something? She was definitely young enough that we felt comfortable like... Harassing her to, to she used to watch us um, watch the school the gym afterwards for us to play basketball. She was the uh, she was the teacher facilitator for the Afro Caribbean club. Yes, um, and that's why I asked, that. right? Yeah, yeah. No, no shenanigans. We gave her a hard time, but of course she was all the consummate professional. But
0: you know what shenanigans she did do it with for sure, Mister Neto. You remember how close they used to be? Do you remember? But Mr. I Neto? come
2: on. Of course, that's like you know that's love in the workplace. Of course, there was all kinds of stuff going on that we didn't know about. You know.
0: Okay, so I found it. Okay. Here's your
2: quote. Oh, boy.
0: I won't say your own name, just in case you don't want people to know your <laughs> name.
2: Okay. What did I say?
0: It says, I don't know what NN. What's NN stand for?
2: I don't even know. But <laughs> beside
0: remember. NN, you put Ebony Man. Ebony Man. <laughs> was, was Oh, nickname. Nickname. Okay. Nickname. Okay. Ebony, Ebony Man. Ebony Man. What's AC?
2: Oh, man. You might have to read the whole quote. I don't remember. Founder
0: A-C. of Afro-Caribbean Club. Student council, track, oh, this is probably your credentials. Track, football, basketball. There you go. F.S. Favorite saying.
2: Favorite saying.
0: Let's see if you still say this. Don't you know who I am?
1: Holy <laughs> 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 oh, shit, conceded much? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I probably still say that to
2: some. In half half jest, of course. Oh. And sometimes it's just funny to say.
0: Now, A and B, because of this quote, I assume it's something that you inspired to be or something. Yeah. Uh. To direct a movie with fifty billion dollar budget. <laughs> fifty billion dollars? I, I clearly dollar had no budget.
2: idea what a billion dollars was at that time. Fifty billion! Wow, <laughs> that'd be a hell of a movie. I tell you that. Fuck, maybe the
0: next Transformers series or something. Who knows? <laughs> Fuck. Wow, well, that's great. Well, on that note, I I can look at it. Floor's yours. Promote what you want. Oh man! Well, listen. Your radio first of gig, everything—any new singles, any new projects? Uh, first of social all, social media.
2: Thank you for for taking the time. Um, oh no, I my pleasure, that, and thank that, you. At a pleasure. Um, um, yeah, I have a radio show on Vibe One Hundred Five. It's called Hashtag. We have conversations about politics, you know, social justice, uh, music, culture, everything under the sun. It's a it's a conversation that we like to have with people, featuring myself, DJ Reddy Fox. Miss Misha Gay and No Better Nina. It's on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Vibe 105 FM. But you can also listen online at vibe105to.com. And you can catch all our previous um, episodes on our Mixcloud page, which is mixcloud.com slash hashtag Vibe 105. Um, of course, I've got my studio. Shouts out to the team for Sound Media uh, for all your recording services, production, mixing, mastering. Uh, you know, um, artist development con- consultations. Uh, music school as well uh, uh, is 4 sound music and you can find us both at four sound media the number four soundmedia.com and the number four sound music.com. we teach guitar piano drumming hand drumming Dj crouch oh, wow. does uh, private one-on-one Dj classes and I also do some production classes for for kids mm um and uh you can follow me on instagram uh solitaire music it's uh solitaire without the e so it's s-o-l-i-t-a-i-r music uh and that's on instagram twitter and facebook and um yeah if, uh, i will be releasing some new music in 2019 but you know nice. it's uh the music industry is on its is on its head so it's uh it will come when it's ready but you can stay tuned for the for the process of it I'm gonna try to do my best to to be more interactive on social media because I'm a little bit of a dinosaur I, <laughs> honestly too, when when Don't it became it. when it became like you have <laughs> if you're an artist you have to be on social media that's kind of when I started to fall out of love with it but when it right. was like you know it was fun and it was innocent you post pictures yeah, yeah, and yeah. like make it it was more like
0: less of a... Serious tone.
2: Yeah, that was, you know... But I I understand. It's it's definitely a, a good medium to be able to connect with fans. So I, I'm trying to get out of my head and be more involved in that as well. And shouts out to my artist, Yana Ray. You can follow her. I am Yana, Y-O-A-N-A. We're working on new music. We did a project last year um, called With Love, Yana. That's out mm. now on all... Um, there you go. ...on all streaming platforms. Uh, I have another artist named Drew James. We released a series of projects. Uh, his album called "I Am." I, in case you missed it, I see uh, the I see why am I. There you go. In case you missed it, um, and uh, he has a series of mixtapes that we put out called Three Pete, Three Pete Volume mm. One, Volume Two, and Volume Three will be coming out shortly. His name is Drew James. You can find him on Drew James Music on Instagram and mm. and Twitter and all your social media. Uh, connections, and uh, I think that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Hey, oh, we're having our two. I, I don't know when this comes out, but uh, this drops probably,
0: Saturday morning.
2: It's like tomorrow morning? Yeah, tomorrow morning. Oh, perfect. Well, then 6 a.m.
0: Depending on if they're a true fan, they'll oh, okay. they be listening first thing
2: in the morning. <laughs> well, if you are listening first thing in the morning, we are having our two year anniversary party at uh, at Splitsville in Woodbridge from 1 to 5 p.m., celebrating two years of hashtag uh, nice. 105. So. Um, for those of you who are listening to this and it's uh, after Saturday, November the 10th, you can probably listen to our episode and you'll see footage and hear oh, it about matter. the su- the great success that it was and how I obliterated everybody in bowling um, with uh, 12 turkeys for all of my bowling people who know what turkeys are. Of course. I love <laughs> myself a good turkey. That's yeah, what yeah, I always yeah, yeah, strive
0: yeah. for when I go bowling. At least one turkey. At least one. At at least that's, one. that's my I'm name.
2: probably not going to get any <coughs> strikes at all, but you know... I like to talk shit. Do you know who I am, right? Of course.
0: Oh, see, exactly. It there all ties together. There you go. <laughs> and for me, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, FingaStyles, F I N G A S T Y L Z. The podcast on Twitter, the podcast DAP. And you could email us at the podcast at gmail.com. Go to poppyapparel.com. Use promo code, the podcast, capital D free shipping worldwide. We have merch.com. Buy yourself a podcast mug, women's tea, men's tea listed to show iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and every Sunday afternoon on EMZT Radio, they have a podcast block. I'm there in the middle with a few others. And obviously, go to com, click on the Amazon banner, do that nice thing. And that's it. Oh, and sorry, before I forget, this week, I'm on the Gato 5 podcast. I am their co-host. Max, who was my host, was my co-host last week, got sick. And he broke his collarbone, so he went for surgery. So I filled in. So go listen to a wrestling podcast. If you are a wrestling fan, I co-host with Jesse it should be out as of this recording, so go look for it. Got till 5, and that's about it. So, right. he's solitaire. Yes. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. Peace.